for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 315 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And we're back. We we are on the cusp of Star Wars dry season. Not going to last that long, fortunately. But we do have a couple of things to talk about this week. Um, it's after this week, though. I'm a little nervous, to be completely honest. Uh, but, you know. We'll take it where we can get it. So this week we're going to be talking about the new episode of Disney Gallery, colon, The Mandalorian, whatever the fuck that thing's called. And we got a new trailer for Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, which I honestly kind of in the back of my head thought might not even be a thing anymore because that thing has been delayed and we haven't seen it for a while, so it was nice to see something from it this week. Yeah. Anyways, buddy, how's your week been? Oh, just crazy busy. Oh, man. Do you want to tell our listeners that our buddy Will finally went through the hell that is trying to get his hands on one of the new Xboxes? Yeah. Um, so the week's been crazy. Liam's doing homeschool. Like my mom has come to to teach Liam in my upstairs room, uh-huh. and uh, I'm I'm getting a baby gate in the mail tomorrow because I make forty trips to the stairs to pull the baby off of the stairs a day to make sure because she wants to go upstairs to have fun uh, in the classroom, and so like I basically follow a baby around all day. <laughs> but I got my mom to watch both the kids. Um, Last night, trying to get this Xbox, Hawes called me up. He was like, "Look, they go on sale this time. You know, every ten minutes." I was like, "Bet I'm gonna I'm gonna be in there like swimwear." And then I'm, I was I ate at seven fifty. I had set an alarm at like seven fifty five. Goes off. I get all comfy in my chair. I'm like, I'm ready. And my wife was like, "Look, I'll get on there too. You know, maybe one of us will get in there." And uh, I was like, "All right, cool, great." And then so we were both trying really hard. And I mean. And it comes around 7.59, and then I'm like, all right. 
and I'm going in and out of the product, back to the main screen to the product, back in the main screen to the product, like just waiting for it to open up. And then once it did, uh, you know, I, item one, and I was like, add to cart, and it would go bing, and it would go meow. I was like, add to cart, bing, meow. And like it was pulling it out of my cart every single It would say one, and it would like, nope. And I was like, just kidding, just kidding. And then like, and it, that happened countlessly until it was out of stock. And then 10 minutes later, the same thing would happen. And uh, it only made it through like, Eight o'clock, eight ten, and eight twenty, and by that time they were out of stock. There were also um, Halo Infinity uh, console bundles for available for pre-order, and mm-hmm. they uh, they were they made it through like the eight o'clock and the eight ten uh, round, and but even them still like I would hit place order or pre-order and nothing would happen. Like yeah. it, I would click the button and nothing would happen. Like man, it, it was just it's... it was just, and I kept thinking. I guarantee somebody, you know, that's way better at computers that I that has a crypto rig that they built themselves has like a program set up to click that button oh, faster buddy. than a human can. No, like, there. That's the problem. That's the problem. Well, you know, we're dealing with sort of a bunch of compounded problems when it comes to trying to get your hands on one of these consoles. Right. The right. first problem is the semiconductor shortage, which means they're they're not able to produce them as fast as they would like, right? Right. That's number one. Number two is um, bots. So what people have done is they've set up these bots that as soon as they go live, they automatically purchase these consoles. And, you know, I probably wouldn't have that much of a problem with it if it was, say, you know, a dude that just wanted an Xbox or a PlayStation 5 for himself and and that was it like i'd be like okay like it's still a little shady but you know i i get it these things are hard to get your hands on here eight right. you know nine months after they've come out right but that's not what it is it's people using these bots to buy them all up and you know in a lot of cases buying multiples of these because consoles to then the mess flip them no, and scalp yeah them. yeah exactly because the messed up thing is even on the walmart app you can buy like right under the four ninety nine one, you know, presented by Walmart. There's one that's available for nine hundred dollars. Yep. You know, that's exact same thing, like available from third party. Like yep. And she, you know, at one point my wife was like, I don't see the four ninety nine one. I was like, Well, just keep refreshing because I'm looking at it here, which means it just needs to update on your phone. And yeah, uh, and what's even crazier is there's this sort of cottage industry of Twitter accounts now that have popped up just to alert people when these consoles go on sale. So that's how I found out. I follow a couple of them because, which is, yeah, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. You want an Xbox and also our buddy Jeremy is trying to get his hands on an Xbox. So I follow them for the express purpose of hopefully seeing like when they post like, Oh, they're going to be on sale at this place at this time. I can let you guys know. Well, Uh, I saw they were like, um, you know, Xbox is in stock at Walmart. And I was like, shit, I don't have time to get a hold of Will. Let me see if they're even still there. So I went and looked and they were out. And I was reading the article and it was like, well, they're going to have another drop at 8 p.m. or whatever. So that's when yeah. I called you and I was like, hey, man, if you want to try to get it. one. You know, it's well, you know, I'm not fucked up about it. I know what's going on, you know, so like. I know how hard it is, and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's not a big deal. You know, it's one of those things that you're just like, 
maybe you'll get lucky and win the lottery this yeah, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep letting you know. Now, the one thing I will say, the Halo Infinite bundle with the exclusive mm-hmm. console has yet to go up for pre-order on Amazon, so mm-hmm. maybe you could get lucky there. That's um, true. With that one, because it's a slick-looking console, but uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a nightmare. Now, so obviously this is not the same as trying to get your hands on a console, but yesterday when they announced the Halo Infinite Xbox, they also announced um, that they were doing a Halo Infinite Elite Series 2 controller. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like my favorite shade of green and it looks like Master Chief's armor. And cool. I've never had an Elite controller. And I was like, man, I want to get that thing. <clears throat> and didn't even really think about it. <clears throat> and then was looking on uh, their Twitter page. And they were like, hey, you can pre-order this now. And I was like, yeah, do I really need to worry about It's a controller, right? Like, surely this isn't going to be that hard to get a hold of. But I went to the pre-order page just to see. And it was lagging out and having mm-hmm. problems too. And I was like getting it in my cart and then going to check out and it would time out and things. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh shit, no, this is a problem. Luckily I ended up getting an order through for the controller, but it was, it was the same thing. Anything like this is fucking hard to get your hands on here lately. And it's stupid, (laughs) man. And a lot of it is bots because the stupid thing is you go look on eBay right now and there's already people selling that, Elite 2 controller and the Halo Xbox. Mm. Um, Their pre-order, basically. Yeah, and for like $1,000 for the Xbox. $1,500. There was one for, for like 3000 Yeah. That yeah. had, like I think, the controller you were talking about. Or two. Um, it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, and I know, you know, supply and demand, capitalism, whatever. But the the double-edged thing about, you know, these Twitter accounts, yeah, it may be the only chance a regular person can score an Xbox, but it also lets the shark scalpers know there's blood in the water and where to be, yeah. you know, for the Yeah, I know fancy. it sucks, but, like, how else are you supposed how to know? How else are you going to get one? Yeah, like, that's it. That, now, that's your only hope. I don't know. I think every GameStop is doing it differently. But the next time you're out and about, it may not hurt GameStop. to stop in and just ask them, like, hey... Are you, you guys... buy a couple shares first and tell them I'm a stockholder <laughs> and maybe did... get the VIP treatment. Get Can... get in before anybody else. Yeah. Do Do you guys have any idea when you're going to get some in? Like, I think if you go in and you're nice enough and you're not like an entitled dick about it, they might help you out a little bit from what I understand. Um, you know, at least let you know, give you a bit of a heads up if they're going to have any in, in store, in stock. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe worth trying. Or... See if you can order pre-order the Halo console at GameStop in person. That'd be cool. I've also seen some people have uh, success with that. So, in the rural, in the rural towns and cities, maybe maybe there will be success. Yeah, it's it's worth a shot. But yeah, man, it's it's brutal. It it's is hard out here. Brutal out there, trying to get your hands on one of these things, man. So I feel for you, buddy. I'm sorry this one, but I'll I'll keep letting you know. No, I'll keep I mean, an eye and you know, whenever I see that they're going up, um, you know, like my video, my time to play video games is like 
and now it's it's hopefully looking forward to play with you and Steve on Friday or Saturday night and all the other guys. Well, um, I knew so. You know, I knew Will was getting the itch for a newer Xbox when the last couple of weekends we've been playing Halo with with the group, right? And I could just hear it and Will like, I gotta get one like, of those because I can't not have the new Xbox when the new Halo drops, right? Like. I kind of got to play that when it happens. Because if I don't, I'm be slamming my head against the wall last minute trying to get one. And that's not where you want to be when, when that kind of shit happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, Infinite will be available on the Xbox One. I don't yeah, know. But, yeah, I don't know how that's yeah. going to be on. Especially, that's the thing. Like, you're working with, you never, uh, like, you have the OG giant vcr <laughs> style i do original xbox xbox one, one. i you do never, yeah you never um it's i i was living in the apartment in birmingham mm-hmm. and i had my 360 and uh it was well into xbox one territory i believe like and then one day i was just like you know what you know i hate to lose my 360 library but if i take all of this and trade it in i could probably get a good chunk toward xbox one and I used, I found like a Visa gift card I had with like a hundred dollars on it, and I was like, "Oh, we're done. It's Xbox yeah. One time." Yeah. So I bundled all that shit up and took it to GameStop in Birmingham and got me an Xbox One, and that was it. I mean, she's been with me since then. So yeah, it's 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 about time for you to, to do the upgrade, buddy. No. Yeah. So, <clears throat> hey, if you are a Blue Harvest listener, you want to know something that's not hard to get your hands on? That's the Blue Harvest patron. That's right. We don't run out of orders. There's limitless orders of people that can become a patron <laughs> for as little as $3 a month. That is uh, like well under a hundredth of the cost of a new console. <laughs> uh, and you can do that at patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast. And not only will you support the show, which we greatly appreciate, we'll give you a little something too. You get access to the exclusive feed where you'll get all our bonus podcast, Oh No, It's Hall Solo, which I'll be recording probably here after Will and I record. Uh, I'm going to start my new High Republic series, uh, Cooking with Will, Jaws, Blue Harvest Adventures, Steve vs. the Prequels, Podula Rasa, Masters of Harvest, Kasi, Star Wars Year by Podcast, which I believe Steele and I are recording a new episode of Very soon as in tomorrow um and i have plans to record a cooking with chef will after we get done tonight nice yeah listen to this guys let's crank some more out of the pipe content that's coming you guys's way so i got my I got my babies in bed and i'm now gonna gonna dw gonna do the work do work dw um but yeah that's um that's what we got on deck and so much more. Patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Big ol', big ol', big ol' shout out to our patrons. You guys are the best. And I got two two bits of important business before we get into the dick su- d- discussion. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. First off, we want to send a huge shout out to Emily Lind and Brittany Brown of the canto bite dispatch they hit episode 200 of their show this week congratulations yeah it's quite the accomplishment 
it's an it excellent show, you guys, if you haven't checked it out already. Uh, and secondly, <clears throat> it feels like it was, it was because time seemingly has no meaning anymore. It feels like it was recorded like over a month ago, but it wasn't. But finally, I can announce that I am a guest on episode 428 of the Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast with our buddy Hell Robbo yeah. and Word on the Wind and Clade for a little bit there. Uh, and we discuss Knights of the Old Republic too. So nice. if you guys want to hear me babble my head off uh, about Knights of the Old Republic 2 and annoy Robbo, episode 428 of the Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast is for you. So. I guarantee that your knowledge and game prowess were on point, as always. Buddy, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I've been on uh, that show a couple of times now. I was uh, first on it back in like 2017 mm -hmm. for a couple of episodes. And then um, I was on it this week, or, well, you know, the, the episode that came out this week. And like... I am confident in my Star Wars knowledge. I'm pretty confident in my video game knowledge. But the hosts on that show, like, they know their shit, buddy. Like, oh yeah, they are knowledge supreme. So I do feel slightly outclassed on that show. Not that, like, I have a wonderful time. And any time that I can poke the bear that is Robbo a little bit, uh, that's a good time for me. So... Mm -hmm. Anyways, yeah, check it out, guys. It was it was a lot of fun. All right. Um, <laughs> so we got a trailer this week for Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, uh, a game that was initially slated for release in 2020, then was delayed to 2021, and now seemingly finally has a release date of sometime in 2022. We don't even have, like, an actual this-is-the-date release for it. Um, I would love to know <clears throat> what the story behind the development of this game is. I, I do feel like, you know, the usual suspect of pandemic issues probably played a large role in the multiple delays of this. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that that can be solely the answer. I think some of it might have to do with the fact that they're kind of going off the beaten path as far as these Lego games go. You know, they've been yeah. making not just Star Wars Lego games forever. They've been making, you know, there's Batman Lego, there's several different versions of Marvel, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, so on and so forth. Um, and the fact that they're changing up the formula a little bit for this one makes me wonder if, you know, that maybe caused some development problems. It's uh, possible. That the sheer scope of the story they're telling, you know, is, the whole thing seem, would seem to add to that, I would think. For sure. Um, but I got to say, you know, uh, seeing the trailer, I was fairly impressed. For a Lego game, it looks pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, graphically. And you can see where it's got, you know, the the whimsy and the com comedy that you usually get from the Lego movie, but it's got a lot more of the Star Wars meat than the other 
uh, Star Wars Lego games, if if you've played any of those. Yeah, it it seems it seems like a nice mix. They um, feel a lot more silly. Yeah, the other ones, the previous you know, ones. Um, this one seems like more reverent. I guess is kind of you know, uh, but still retaining that Lego Star Wars feel in the same right. Way. So exactly, I, it's got to be a bit of a tough balancing project. I would think. I, like. Yeah, I would think right. Like, because you you want it to have that Lego silliness, but you. If you also want to have some of the gravitas of Star Wars in it as well, you know that's that's got to be tricky. Yeah. Uh, but I I was pretty impressed with the trailer. Like I enjoy the Lego games uh, for what they are. I you know to be honest, I was bummed for the longest time that the last Star Wars Lego game we got was The Force Awakens. They did one for The Force Awakens that released in like 2016, I believe. Mm-hmm. And no Lego Star Wars games since then. You know, they never wow. did one for Rogue One or Solo or Last Jedi or The Rise of Skywalker. So it'll be nice now that the full series will be, at least the Skywalker saga, will be completed. Uh, right. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It looks like it's got some interesting, um, almost open world slash planet hopping mechanics in it like there's the one scene where you see luke pull up the galaxy map and get in his yeah. x-wing and travel you're right so maybe a little less restrictive than um previous lego games although uh the force awakens lego game had a bit of a open world to it too so hopefully they expand on that a little bit and it's probably going to be a little bit longer before we get a a big star wars game like we're not getting one this year by all accounts. So um it'll be nice to have Lego Star Wars to hold us over. Right. Um but yeah. I I, I don't know. I mean, I think it looks pretty cool. Like there's a scene of uh Han on the Tauntaun on Hoth. Mm-hmm. And you at the end of the day it all looks like Lego. Um, and it still has that sort of graphical quality to it, but it's definitely taken a bit of a leap forward than previous games, which is nice to see. I like the scene where Luke asks Obi-Wan, you know, mm. how did my father die? And he's like, ooh. Yep. I like that a lot. I wonder how they're going to approach, and this is pro- this might even be information that's already out there. Um. But I wonder how they're going to approach it. Like, will you be able to start at any point in the Skywalker saga that you want? So, like, let's say you want to play, you know, Attack of the Clones first. Can you play them out of order or are you going to have to play? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to play it through chronologically. Right. But I I do wonder. I would imagine that's the prescribed order, right, chronologically? But I guess. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine, but I also wonder how open they're going to be with that if they'll let you play it out of order. Um, And the other thing is, like, besides The Force Awakens, I think the last Lego game I played was, like, the first Lego Marvel Super Heroes game. And it had so many unlockable characters. And I'm hoping, and I imagine they will, but I hope they go crazy um with the unlockable characters in this it would be cool kia d 
You know what I mean? Like, I want to see everybody. Yeah. There better be a, a unlockable Toro Calican Lego. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just throw everybody in there. I doubt it really is going to cover much Mandalorian stuff because it seems to be, you know, Skywalker saga focused. Right. Maybe that's something we'll get later down the line. Uh, Lego Boba. Lego Mando. Yeah. Man, if they did a whole Lego book of Boba Fett, it'd be pretty sick. Be pretty sick. Yeah. So, uh, the other thing we got this week which was very cool, was a new episode of Disney Gallery, colon, The Mandalorian. Uh, And this one pretty much covered the season finale of season two of The Mandalorian. Um, Obviously, mainly focusing on the appearance of Luke and the whole process of that. Now, this is going to go a little weird because, unfortunately, Will didn't get a chance to watch it. He's been having I... the crazy times. Yeah. So, basically, this is going to be another Hall's report to Will. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate that that happened because um, I was really looking forward to uh, discussing it. Well, you know, watch it between now and next week and we'll circle around and get your thoughts on it. We'll uh, bring it back. Because, you know, I'm probably not going to do the best on not forgetting stuff. Whatever. I will say on the first episode, which is the one I have seen, uh, it was great seeing Robert Rodriguez's passion for Boba Fett mm-hmm. and portraying him. And then Tamora Morrison's, you know, feeling the character. Yeah, that was uh, that was from the first set of uh, Disney Gallery that they released. Um, yeah. So there were some funny things in this one that they released this week. For instance, they talk about how Ahsoka and Tamora Morrison as Boba Fett leaked before the series started Mm -hmm. and how they were all sort of on pins and needles hoping that Luke wouldn't leak and how exciting it was for the show to finally air without that leaking. That is exhilarating. That's a pretty impressive feat that it didn't given the how leaky that second season of the Mandalorian was right right and I mean they held Palpatine pretty close too you know that didn't leak you know as far as I remember for the rise of Skywalker yeah I mean they held it really close to the chest until celebration when they showed the trailer and his voice, his laugh. Right, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, until they revealed it. Yeah, that's a good they, point. The lid was really tight on that one, and they—I think I remember them saying they were surprised that it mm-hmm. didn't leak. And so, I mean, it's quite obvious that when they want to keep a secret, they can. Well, they go into some detail on how the like all the secrecy and how they kept the secret for Mandalorian, and it's mm-hmm. pretty crazy. So, you know, Peyton Reed, who directed this episode, talks about getting the script for the finale and in the script, the Jedi that showed up was Plo Koon. Oh, wow. And he talks about like how he was sort of aware that Plo Koon was a prequel era Jedi. And he pulled like Dave Filoni 
and John Favreau aside to ask about it. And they were like, no, here, here's what the real deal is. So in the script itself, it said Plo Koon. Right. <laughs> and then they even went as far as when they were doing the visual effect, right, for young Luke of making a digital model of Plo Koon's head and putting it on the body. So in like, like pre-production? Yeah. And they made Plo Koon concept art of him okay. killing like the dark troopers and coming and taking Grogu and stuff. Oh, so wow. they really pushed, they sold it. Yeah, they pushed the the Plo Koon thing pretty pretty far and they show some pretty kick ass concept art of Plo Koon in that episode. Um, but, you know, they, they also talk about, you know, approaching Mark Hamill and they, they took the, they took the script and the child with them to his, uh, with them to his house and the costume and everything. And they got them all in costume and they really buttered, buttered up our boy, Mark. Um, and they they show some really cool scenes at Mark's house with him in the costume, holding Grogu and um, oh, wow. talking about like, oh, you know, I, I, I was wondering if they'll have me, um, you know, intersect with Grogu at any point because at this point in the timeline, I'm the only person that has any uh, experience with this species because you know, right. trained with Yoda. Right. And, you know, Mark talks about, like, oh, I figured if they ever did anything in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens with Luke that they'd probably recast. Um, and then they get real deep in the weeds talking about the technical stuff. Oh, my goodness. Of doing the de-aging of Mark and how they even tried sort of a, a deep fake type approach. Right. Um and ultimately decided to go sort of with a blend of different techniques, including the sort of de-aging method that they've done in um, Marvel movies, right? Right. But Mark was on set in costume for that episode. They also oh, wow. had a, a different body double that did like the stunts and stuff like that. But right. for part of it, they had Mark there in the Return of the Jedi costume Nice. Which is fucking cool to see. It is fucking cool. I can only imagine. <clears throat> and I'm excited. The It starts to get really interesting. They start to get into stuff that I did not expect them to get into. So something I didn't realize until watching this episode, that all of Luke's lines were synthesized, meaning they used a neural network where they fed it all kinds of Mark Hamill dialogue from Star Wars and interviews and all kinds of stuff, and then had it create that dialogue. Oh, my goodness. So that's not Mark Hamill doing it. I mean, it is, but it is, you know what I mean. It's not Mark Ham actual Mark Hamill doing it, and it's not like a voiceover artist that does a killer Mark Hamill impression. It's a fucking computer. It's a combination of basically his vocal range based on mm -hmm. a, re a recordings database. And then John Favreau really gets into the whole idea of 
de-aging and re digital recreation of people and um, deep fake and this neural net whatever fucking technology they use to create his lines for this show and talking about mm -hmm. how like you know how scary that process can be and like maybe they need to find some way to um verify footage like digitally verify footage so you know if you're seeing footage it's verified and it's not deep faked or whatever right and gets into the ethics of the whole process and stuff it was really interesting and something i honestly wasn't expecting to come from this you know right because yeah i i totally agree that the <laughs> the technology is fucking cool and it's crazy and it's neat to see and i love the fact that we have this technology that allows us to get luke showing up in this episode yeah but on the other hand like what's to stop someone from making like a deep fake of me rocking out at a kid rock concert or something? not that anybody would you know what i mean like yeah i can see the scary side of it too yeah i truly believe that in our our you know later years in our lifetime you and i may see the moral quandary of artificial intelligence and robots you know what is what is appropriate to bring to actuality you know at what point is a machine too smart you know smarter than the human capacity what you know what does that neural net have the capability to do that we don't and what does that you know there are a lot of questions that that brings up yeah i'm i'm you know i'm just sitting here trying to talk about luke skywalker showing up or things like that and here you are giving me anxiety about the goddamn terminator <laughs> dun 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 will will like I, sometimes i just be like hey man what you think about aliens and then will drop some real deep state shit on me and i'm like oh buddy whoa whoa let's pump the brakes i wanted to talk memes my dude <laughs> and will's like no if you're opening this we're going deep <laughs> you brought it you brought this on yourself <laughs> sir so yeah I, I thought it was really well done and you know um oh lord hold on jesse just texted me that she's coming over here okay and so i'm trying to be hyper vigilant so she doesn't scare me even though she texted yeah. me yeah okay sheesh we're good we're good no scares this time um but you know they they definitely get into the whole idea of like what Luke means to Star Wars fans and it's just a it's a good time man so I think uh, I think when you do get a chance to watch it you'll really enjoy it yeah I know I will but uh yeah I don't know how much more of a report I can do um you know a lot I, of it's technical shit that's... that that goes well over my head yeah but it's, very it's gonna cool. go over my head as well it's really cool and I I'm telling you guys now. I'm telling you now. We've already seen it, you know, with Tarkin and now uh and Leia and now Luke. This shit is just the beginning. 
we will continue to see them do this. Luke, for sure, is going to show up again. I mean, um, they've already got the voice bank, right? Like, Well, not just that. You know, I don't know if we talked about it on this show, but they hired... Uh, Lucasfilm hired a guy who did a deep fake version of that last scene in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, they hired him. So oh, wow. to me, that means like they plan on doing it more in the future. Uh, so I would expect to see Luke again. I, I'm going to throw this out here right now. And I will be prepared to be wrong. My crazy prediction is that we will see deep fake slash de-aged Han Solo in the book of Boba Fett. Oh, you think so? I think that'll be the next time we see them do this kind of shenanigans. Because I just, I feel like uh, it even makes more, like, makes even more sense than Luke showing up in The Mandalorian, story-wise. Yeah, now, if there, so it would be post-Return of the Jedi, Well, Han Solo. I wonder, like, it could be post-Return of the Jedi and... And, you know, Boba Fett and Han Solo come against, come across each other. And, you know, obviously Boba Fett's going to have a bit of a grudge against Han. It could be that. Or, you know, if they really do go the flashback route, we could see That's Han true. in some sort of flashback. But I just feel like they had the Luke thing. People went fucking crazy for it. Right. Like, you go back to that well after the reception that that got. And yeah, the excitement that that caused. I got you. I just assumed it would be another Luke thing. And again, I just didn't. Oh, it will be. You go. You go to the to the links of making a database of his voice for a neural net to analyze without having further plans to use that. Oh, I think. And you I mean, will. there's so much recorded of Harrison Ford. You could do the same. Well, and the other thing is the reason I think it could be a possibility is it seems like that in the new Indiana Jones movie, there is going to be some de-aged Harrison Ford stuff going on. Because there were some set pictures, I don't know, two months ago, three months ago, of Harrison filming, and he had, like, the motion tracking dots on his face. Right. So, if anything, I think the opening of that Indiana Jones movie may be a flashback. And then it'll cut to, you know, quote unquote, modern day Indiana Jones. Right. So uh, I don't know, man. Like, I think we're going to see Han Solo in the book of Boba Fett. That's my crazy prediction. I'm sure I'll be wrong, but I just think <laughs> you're putting this technology together. You're doing a Boba Fett show. And I, I wouldn't expect it to be more than, you know, we saw Luke and the Mandalorian. I'm not saying it's going to be for the whole series. Right. I'm saying for an episode. We'll see Han. We'll probably see the Millennium Falcon. We'll probably see Chewbacca. How you doing, Chewbacca? So this is their opportunity to establish a rivalry. Because there was, isn't there like this assumed rivalry between Han Solo and Boba Fett that yeah. we don't really have any evidence of? Yeah, that was always the assumption. And then they definitely played that up in the old EU, right? Right. Was that there was this rivalry between Han and Boba. Um, 
So I could see them. I mean, he he really is. The, you know, Han Solo and Boba Fett are two sides of a similar coin. You know what would be kind of, oh, you know what would be fucking sick? Do you want to know what would be fucking sick, Will? What's that? If they did a flashback in the book of Boba Fett to the holiday special cartoon. Oh, oh, and that's how they show that. That's how that's. And they show Boba running into Han. Maybe he rides a dinosaur, whatever. But do you know how sick that would be? The encounter at Ord Mantell? Yeah. Shit. That would be cool. Oof. I just thought of this right now. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, you want to do some voicemails, emails, hear from our buddies? Absolutely. Well, let's do it. Kia D. Kia D. Kia D. Cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D. Cockhead. Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kia D. Cockhead. To stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kia D. Cockhead. What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge. But he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead. All righty. So, first up, we got our buddy, King Tom. Now, I would feel a lot more uh, comfortable in my prediction of Han Solo making an appearance in the book. If of King Boba. Tom prophetically if, mentions it. Yeah. If he mentioned it like he did the stuff from Solo that he called ahead of time, I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, it's in the bag. No, even, no reason to even fret. But it's just big dumb me saying it. So let's hear what King Tom has to say this week. Hey there, Hoss and Will. So Hoss and I were talking about the X-Men movies earlier. And I firmly believe there will never be an actor as perfect for a comic book character as Patrick Stewart was for Charles Xavier. He's bold. He's got the look. He's got the voice. And he's a great actor. And I'm sure they'll, you know... When they bring the X-Men into the MCU, they'll find someone to replace him. And there are a ton of bald actors in Hollywood, but I don't think anyone will do as good a job as Patrick Stewart did. And that got me thinking about Star Wars. Uh, Because Star Wars, it's, you know, there are a ton of stories they could tell in Star Wars. Um, But unlike comic book stories, they're not really tied to a certain timeline. I'm sure they will explore... You know, the years before the original trilogy in the future, they'll explore the years after the original trilogy, the time periods we're used to in the future. But at the same time, they could tell a story about people who lived on the, you know, the first Death Star a hundred years from now, just because, it, you know, the whole thing takes place in another world. And that got me thinking about 
Darth Vader because Darth Vader is one of the most popular characters in Star Wars. It, there's always there's been a con- constant Marvel comic series about Darth Vader since they relaunched the line set six or seven years ago now, um, and so we're going to be getting Darth Vader content in the future. But what do you do about Darth Vader's voice? Uh, because honestly. Anytime for a video game or what have you that they use someone who isn't James Earl Jones, you could tell it's just some guy with a garbage can turned upside down on his head. And do you think they could do better? Do you think, or do you think they're just going to try to pick any actor with a deep voice who sounds kind of similar? Or am, am I, do I have too high standards for the type of, you know, voice I want to hear coming out of Darth Vader's body. Because in the future, I'm not saying tomorrow, you know, because we've got a, a really good slate of Star Wars shows in the future, but 15 years ago they may do, hey, Darth Vader goes to Exegol, and we're going to tell that story. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I just hope they have a better Vader than the non-James Earl Jones Vader we've been getting. Anyway, that's kind of been going through my head. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for the great podcast, and I'll talk with you later. Oh, can I can I tell you what you could do? What's that? You could build a database uh, of everything that James Earl Jones has said, buddy, and then you could have a neural net. I kind of think that's that's probably what they'll do. Now, with <laughs> this kind of thing, you know, obviously you would want, and and hopefully James Earl Jones like keeps kicking for a long, long time, you know? I'm not saying, but, you know, when the eventuality comes that James Earl Jones um, can't do the voice of Darth Vader anymore, as long as his estate is on board, like, obviously, you know, for Tarkin, they reached out to Peter Cushing's estate and got permission to use him in Rogue One. Uh, Obviously, you know, they were... uh, very uh, in touch with Billy Lord as far as using Carrie Fisher in The Rise of Skywalker. As long as their family is cool with it, the state is cool with it, then yeah, I think I think because of this um, this Mandalorian thing we saw, uh, yeah, I think they'll probably build a database and recreate that shit with AI or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, King Tom is 100% right. Like, there are two voices I feel like in Star Wars that are weird like you know obviously you can tell when it's not Billy D or Mark Hamill or Carrie mm-hmm. Fisher or so on and so forth but they get pretty close to me the two most obvious like off-putting characters when someone else voices them are Darth Vader yeah. and C-3PO Oh, get out of my brain. That's exactly right. When they get somebody that's not Anthony Daniels to do C-3PO, it's, it's so just... so obvious. It's so obvious and weird. The The fact that it's not Anthony Daniels is bothering you to the point where you're having a hard time listening to what the, the guy's saying. Yeah, and I think, uh, speaking of King Tom, the last time I really encountered it was when we did a, a Masters of Harvest Kasi episode on this Star Wars PC game called Rebellion. It's a bit of like a a galactic strategy game, right? And if you play the Rebels, your advisor is C-3PO. And there's quite a bit of C-3PO dialogue, and it is off-putting because that is not Anthony Daniels. So, um, yeah, I, I have a feeling that they will, in fact, 
create a James Earl Jones database and uh, just go to town. Just go to town. As long as his estate is cool with it, of course. And there's a lot of recorded James Earl Jones dialogue. There sure is. There sure is. The man is. has had a long and storied career. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, next up, we've got a voicemail from Sean. What's up, Paws and Will? Originally, I was going to call in with something smart-ass about dirty dicks or what have you, uh, mm. but, I, but I believe I've had an epiphany. Uh, some might call it an awakening. You never know. Uh, you see, in the past, uh, I've maybe used the few skills I have for nefarious purposes. All in good fun, of course, but I've had the realization, why pick on the one of the few bright lights in the Star Wars universe? All of that to say, I've changed my ways. I've switched to the light side and have put my abilities to good use and would like to formally announce the launch of the counterpart to Haw's Flaws. Let it be known that applauseforhaws.com is, in fact, real, live, and may I say, considerably better than Haw's Flaws. You should check it out. That's <laughs> applauseforhaws.com. Anyway, thanks again for the kick-ass podcast. Sheesh! Oh my god, it is a real thing. It is. Oh my god, would you look at this? I know. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god. They Will, look at this website. You knew about this. It's got a quote from you on here. Yeah, I know. I know this. This is not news to me. Oh. You guys, I can't sit here and li- read the I can't sit here and and and, and read this right now. I'm going to be time. Nah, y'all can't. Y'all can't be doing this to me right now. I can't be doing it. And Jesse's <laughs> sitting on the floor, looking at me, staring at me the whole time. Mm. Uh, uh, guys, guys, there's quotes on here from people: <laughs> Will and Evan and Chris Fresh and Rashad and Aaron Boyd and Jesse and Steve and Sean. Sean says, "How you keep that dick so clean?" Finally. Finally, somebody understands the cleanness of my dick. And there's a raccoon every hour link. Mm. My gosh. I fully endorse applauseforhalls.com. <laughs> now your favorite website. Ah, uh, it's it's up there. There's a link to the tool website. Man. That is that's good, dude. That's nicer than I deserve. Applauseforhalls.com. And there's all kinds of fucking... Uh, man. Wow. Uh, c- cool. That's That's cool. Oh, my goodness. I think it's I'm, amazing. I'm, um... I'm a little blown away. I can tell. After after weeks of fucking dirty dick and m- m- my marble <laughs> mouth mispronunciations, feels like I just blew up the Death Star. You know who I don't see a quote from on here? 
Eric Struthers. <laughs> Don't see one from Eric Struthers on here. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Moving on before I get emotional. Uh, this one is from Kobe. Mr. 100. Kobe. Hey, awesome Will. It's your boy Kobe, a.k.a. Mr. 100. Uh, I got a couple fun Star Wars questions for you guys this week. Um, I guess I'll just get right into it. First question I got is, um, which Star Wars movie do you think had the best sets? And that can be that can be uh, real life sets, that can be CGI backgrounds um, or a mix, or however you feel, um, however you feel that should work. Uh, which one do you think had the best sets? Let's take these one by one, William. What do you think has the best sets in Star Wars? Oh, that's hard. Like I, it, you know what immediately popped into my head, and I don't know that it's my definitive answer. What's that? Uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. Like, think of Rogue One, right? You have the Ring of Caffeine or whatever that that place is called, like, at the beginning, right? Right. You have the fucking excellent recreation of the Yavin set. You have, yeah, you got the Temple on Jedha. You have Jedha. Um, you have um, <clears throat> uh, Scarif, which is fucking amazing. Like the, the beach sheer planet. scale of the destruction that the single reactor fire that the Death Star can do is incredible. Like, you know, talking about scenes and locations, like the fact that it can blow, you know, a third of a planet up is crazy. Crazy to watch, you know, a location in general, you know, watching them explode too. Scarif is, like you said, Scarif is beautiful. It's a beach. Yeah. Basically. Um, a tropical. Vader's castle. Beach. Yeah, on Mustafar. Mustafar, yeah, that shit is really cool. Yeah, um, you know, I've always been a fan of the sets in Empire. Like Empire's my favorite. It and, is mine too. That's what kept popping in my mind. But I'm trying to weed it out as bias. Well, okay, hear me out. Like you got Dagobah. I mean, between Hoth, Dagobah, and Cloud City, it's pretty hard to beat. And then <laughs> you know you get a lot more time on the Falcon. You get. Um, like there's some amazing sets and then like look the carbonite freezing chamber like the duel between luke going from the carbonite freezing chamber to the gantry or whatever that shit is called where you know the big reveal happens like right that is fucking cool man like that set that's above the the huge chasm or whatever that luke falls into that's right. a killer set and then like, like some of it's not even that super crazy or super detailed. For instance, the carbonite freezing chamber, like the centerpiece is the carbonite freezing chamber, or the, which I keep saying, and it's got like the pill, the orange pill lighting. But then right. in the background, it just kind of looks like blue and purplish lights. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's super effective. It is. Um. I'd say this, The Last Jedi, you start oh. out on Octu, mm-hmm. you know, you go to... Oh, it's got, Last Jedi's got some really good sets, too. Canto you get Bite. Canto Bite, and you end on Crate. Like, yes. the sheer starkness of all of those environments and, is incredible. And then, 
lots of octu stuff which they really did a kick-ass job like not just not just you know the beehive huts or whatever they call them where like luke hangs out and the caretakers hang out but you also have the jedi tree where the um yeah the sacred jedi text um the rock where he meditates you know at the end yeah to to forecast the dark side cave underneath the the big fucking room with the ooh. With the Prime Jedi thing on the bottom? Yep. Ooh, it, it might be Last Jedi for me. Because isn't it I mean, great? Like the salt fields the with salt the red field. underneath it? Yep. It's so intense. So intense. The, that last fight, you know, with the giant AT-ATs, the gorilla AT-ATs. And the, you don't see them a lot. I mean, you only really see them when Chewie is flying the Falcon during the last battle, but those crystal caves underneath are fucking sick too, man. Yep. Uh, Okay. So I'm going to cheat a little here and say my favorite sets are probably empire strikes back, but the most beautiful sets are the last Jedi. It's two answers. Okay. Let's continue on. Personally, I would say attack of the clones or maybe maybe Force Awakens is pretty good as well. Um, pretty pretty diverse stuff. Um, next question. So obviously it's it's getting close to September, and that means football is coming around, which is one of the only things I that is anywhere close to Star Wars for me is how much I love it. Uh, so I want you guys to give me a couple position a couple characters that you put in a couple positions on a football team that's going to make you <laughs> go undefeated in nice. that Super Bowl. So, give me a Star Wars character that you would put as your quarterback. Obviously, you got to be a little bit agile and probably got to be strong enough to chuck that ball down the field. Um, a running back, got to have good good reflexes, got to be fast, um, or you can be a brute, however you want to play that. Um, a good wide receiver, someone who probably has that jump ability or is big and can get up and grab that ball. And then give me a couple O-linemen. We need some big, beefy boys. Okay. Some some, some big men and or aliens. So, so yeah, as uh, per usual, hope you guys are having a great week. Have a great weekend. As always, you guys are the best. Peace out. Okay, Star Wars football positions. Now, I am a novice when it comes to football fandom. I enjoy it, but I am no Steve Crothy. You know what I mean? Like, our buddy oh, Steve. That man is an expert. Yes. He should so, be on TV talking about games. <laughs> he should. Um, His so, commentary is better than anything you hear on there. It sure is. It sure is. And funnier, too. Yeah. So, um, let me think. Who would you. Okay. Who would you. The Morian guard on the offensive line. See, I, okay. I was thinking Dex from Dex's Diner. That's a good one. On the O line. He's a big boy. He's got four yep. arms. Yep. That's good. That's Gamorian good. guard isn't half bad either. Um, um, the big guy from uh, The Force Awakens that the ladies all leaned on, you only see him for a second in Maz's castle. Um, I would say. Mm. Oh, yeah. He's huge. Yeah. yeah. So there's our O-line. Who's going to yep. be uh, our quarterback? I'm going to go Chewbacca. Because he's super tall, and he's got a strong arm. Yeah, okay. 
He's probably got good aim. Be kind of ha- hard to sack Chewbacca. I mean, the the Blue Harvest obvious one would be Kia D, but I'd rather have Chewie. I don't know that Kia. What is Kia D gonna do? How are you gonna know. put a football helmet on Kia D? I mean, you protect don't. him he, from CTE. He gets to strut with that one, I guess. Eh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, look, peace and love. We love Kia D <laughs> Mundy here, but I don't. I don't see him making the varsity squad. <laughs> he ain't making you varsity. Know what I mean? He's JV. He, he's the coach. You know I mean? He's the water boy. He's coach the Mundy. No. No. Coach Mundy. Coach Mundy. Um, for for receiver, General Grievous. He's got four arms. He's fast. He does. Fast as fuck, he's boy. super fast. Unnaturally fast. And he's got four arms. He ain't going to miss catching shit. I can't decide whether it's better to have Jar Jar Binks on offense or defense. Like, where would he help you best? Like, I don't know, but he's lucky as shit. So, <laughs> right? That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, I don't know Do how. Want... <laughs> I don't know how he would lead to you winning the game, but somehow he would because that's a lucky, lucky motherfucker right there. Yeah, yeah. I have to take this website that Sean made off the screen because every time I look <laughs> at it, I, like, I get a little embarrassed. Not like in a bad way just a little warm the warm ears i don't do great with compliments and uh yeah i um yeah we need to do was that all the positions where does who is jar jar gonna be i that's what i'm saying i I don't know where to put him i don't know where it would work see i don't see him as being the quarterback or the wide receiver because he's too clumsy right yeah, but that's the brilliance of it, right? You think that. Ah, and then until, something happens. See, like, and that's what I don't know. I, I can't see far enough ahead. I like the idea see. of Jar Jar being a running back. <laughs> and trying to catch it, but then, like, flubbing it or, you know, fumbling it so that the other running back or the wide receiver gets it. Yeah, well, like, the running back, you you, talk, you give them the ball to run, right? Right. Name of the game. So, yeah. And they can pass it off. You know. Jar Jar's our running back. We'll pitch it to somebody. That's else. a that's an undefeated team, all time team right there. The Crimson Tide ain't got shit on that team. I spag. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that's um I think that's our football team. I can't think of any other good options. I'm th- I'm trying to think of other swift folks. But uh <sighs> There's so you know, many Yoda, obviously. Yeah, see, overfilled. that's the thing. Like, that's it kind of feels it kind of feels unfair More to put Jedi. Jedi. Put in there. Yeah, right. Because they're going to use... Anakin acts like a quarterback, but you don't want him as your quarterback. Yeah, he kills. He'll all never the... pass the ball. He'll make. He'll try to run them all himself. Kills all the second stringers. <laughs> kills some, the defense because some <laughs> some old dude tells him to. You're disqualified. You're like, I was bringing order to this game. I was, <laughs> I was bringing winning, order I to this team. Winning this game. Yeah. Can't fight back. I just don't think. I, yeah, I just don't know about having actual Jedi on the team. It seems they're going to be force pushing and force pulling and all kinds of stuff. Jawa cheerleaders. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> like the way you're thinking. Uh, so after I watched. Um, that Disney gallery thing. I was like, man, I'm itching to watch some 
Mandalorian because it's been a little while. So I mm-hmm. restarted the first season and watched like the first four episodes in a sitting while I was watching. Oh, wow. Man, I always forget how brutal that second episode is with the Jawas. Like, mm-hmm. Din Djarin doesn't give a fuck. He just starts immediately. <laughs> Annihilating. Immediately. Immediately. Fucking disintegrating. That it's brutal. I mean, granted, they did just jack up his ship big time, but he doesn't hesitate. He's like, well, <laughs> I'm going to disintegrate him. All right. Uh, next up, we have got an email from Sam. He says, <clears throat> Howdy, Halls and Will. I hope you both are doing well. Now that we're getting into what may be one of the last dry seasons for Star Wars content, which is crazy to think about. Um, it is crazy to think about that after this year, uh, we're going to be pretty, pretty full up on Star Wars content. That's pretty exciting. And he says, moving into Steve Cobra's favorite segment. Are there any Star Wars collector collectibles that are out there currently in stores that you would totally purchase if you had enough money? Have you bought any st- cool Star Wars things lately? Finally, is there anything that you once had and got rid of that you wish you had never gotten rid of? I hope you both have a rockin' week and keep up the amazing work. Thanks for all you do, and I look forward to hearing from each of you. From hearing you. From here, It's right in front of me. All I got to do is read it well. <laughs> from hearing... I look forward to hearing from you each week. Best wishes, Sam. Um, so, uh, I don't know about Star Wars collectibles that are out right now. I'll tell you this. I'd go back to the Star Wars Disney shops because that's where the sweet stuff is Yeah, Yeah, man. That's where I would end up doing real. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, like, they have a dark yeah. saber at Doc Ondar's yeah. that I would r- immediately get if I was at Disney. I got the uh, the a leather Chewbacca bandolier messenger bag. Uh-huh. That's really awesome. And I got um, a one of the journals that looks like one of the sacred Jedi texts. That's cool too. And then I got a mug. I got a ceramic mug that kind of looks like Moss Eisley all the way around. Yeah, that's, I also got a set of kitchen tongs that's like R2-D2 themed. That's where I would end up doing some real financial dam- damage would be the you know the stuff you can get at Galaxy's Edge. Because that is some good stuff. I yeah. mean... Well, there's there's and cool it, stuff and it's, you know, so much of it you can't really get. Like, there's a lot of those leg- legacy sabers that I think are really co- cool. The dark saber being the main one. Right. You know, I would love to do the build your own saber experience. Um, uh, there's some Boba Fett stuff that they have only at the parks. Um, you know what? I fucked up and didn't pre-order and now I'm wondering if I'm going to be totally fucked when I try to get my hands on it is the black series Mandalorian helmet. Really? Yeah. I got the, the Boba Fett and it's awesome. And I kept saying like, yeah, I'll, I'll pre-order the Mandalorian one here any day now and just never pulled the trigger on it and now I get the feeling that it's going to be really hard for me to get. Oh no. Yeah, without paying out the ass for it. 
Um, it's life size, right? Yeah, like it's wearable. I yeah. wear wear that Boba Fett one all the time. Yeah. Um, I bet you do. I sure do. Um, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of, I mean, as far as out in just your general stores, you know. That and Force Effect Sabres is probably the most realistic thing. So art, you know, if I went to a con, I would probably buy a lot of art. Yeah, that's the thing. I've got so, so much cool Star Wars art, whether it's, you know, fan-made or officially licensed posters and prints that I still need to frame. I've got, you know, a good bit of it framed, but there's still a lot I need to frame. Um, you know what? I, you know what I wanted so badly that I missed out on ordering online and then never saw them in the stores is they make this huge, they call it the Big Falcon. They make this huge Millennium Falcon. And they sold it. I don't know when it originally came out, like maybe 2008, 2009. It's huge, dude. Like probably the size or a little smaller than the table that we record at at my house. Mm -hmm. And it's it's in scale with your classic sized Star Wars figures, your 3.75 figures. Um, And they reissued that not that long ago, within the last year as part of like a sort of a galaxy's edge tie in. Like it came with Hondo. It's I think it was called the smugglers run Falcon or something like that. They reissued that big Falcon. I was like, okay, now I can't complain anymore because that Falcon was selling like for six, seven, $800 on eBay. And, um, they reissued it and I missed ordering it online and target. And then, you know, there was a pandemic. So I wasn't going toy hunting at target a whole lot and I never saw it in person. So yeah, I missed out on it again. I'm hoping maybe one day they'll reissue it for a third time and I can finally get my hands on thing. Granted in all honesty, right? If I got my hands on that big Falcon, it would literally have to stay in the box unassembled until Jesse and I move because there is literally no, no way. Yeah. There's nowhere for me to put it. And, and that was the plan. I was like, look, I'm going to get it. I'll keep it in the box, and we move, and I get my. Is my this own the one that's up. like the size of a coffee table? Yeah, kind of. It's it's pretty big. Yeah. Like if you look it up on eBay, I think it's like Legacy Falcon is what it um, normally goes by. But yeah, that's um, uh, that's uh, that's what it is. Uh, so that's sort of now. Have you ever bought any cool Star Wars things lately? Now. My Star Wars buying lately has been, um, there hasn't been much. I've got some Funko Pops pre-ordered, um, but that's about it. I haven't really bought anything Star Wars in a little while, and mainly just because, you know, I got out of, um, the Black Series game for the most part. I only get, like, Mandalorian characters. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I got some. I got this uh, Funko box thing from GameStop that had a Revan and a Bastila pop in it, nice. and like a keychain and some other stuff. And GameStop's also doing this exclusive bounty hunter collection of pops. That's each of the bounty hunters 
from Empire Strikes Back and they can their bases connect to recreate the scene of them on the bridge of the Death Star from Empire. Oh, and that's awesome. I've been getting those as they come out, but the only two they've released so far are Boba and Bosk. And I think I've got two others pre-ordered. But yeah, that's about it. Have you gotten anything Star Wars lately? No, like Just, I told you the stuff at Disney, yeah. that was the last. What about is there anything expense. that you had once and got rid of that you wish you'd never gotten rid of? You know what? I can't find my power of the force X-Wing. And uh, I, I know I didn't get rid of it, but I, I there's some stuff coming from my mom's house that I, you know, that I, I guess got from my childhood that got up in the move. But I hope I find it because I have the Falcon, the Snowspeeder, mm-hmm. and the TIE Fighter. That, um, but I, I really want that X-Wing, and buddy, I, I can't remember where it is. Buddy, I have... I'm pretty sure I have a very vivid memory of being at your dad's house in Huntsville. Yeah. and I that, know it was at my dad's house. Yeah. It was there when I was hanging out with you at your dad's house one time. But, like, that's where the Falcon and all that other stuff was, too. Oh, okay. And remember, I, I had that in the closet at Birmingham, mm-hmm. but I don't remember having the X-Wing. No, I, I remember so you I, showing me the Falcon, the Snowspeeder, and the TIE Fighter, but I, I yeah. don't remember seeing the X-Wing. See... So I didn't get rid of it, but my entire Star Wars collection oh, yeah. got burnt up in a house fire when I was a kid. And oh, that was all stuff. Well not there was a little bit of vintage stuff, but the majority of it was Power of the Force 2 stuff, like the stuff you're talking about. Right. You know, the mid 90s return of Star Wars figures. And man, I wish I had all that stuff cuz I had the Falcon, I had an X-Wing, I had a Tie Fighter. I don't think I ever had the snow speeder. Um, the sounds they make when they, you push those buttons, mm-hmm. those little rubber buttons, they're incredible. Though That was brilliant, whoever added that to the toys. You know what you got to be careful about with old toys like that that make sounds is um, not keeping batteries in them too long because the batteries, the batteries will batteries leak corrode. and then corrode the electronics. All right. Thanks, Sam. We got one more email. This is from Sarah. It says, Hey, Halls and Will, I've been listening to the show for the last year or so, and I've been really enjoying it. I haven't emailed in yet because I couldn't think of a question or topic, but here we go. If you could play a role in any Star Wars project, what project would it be, and what role would you want to play? Hmm. What do you think, Will? I mean, I would want to be a Jedi, but... More realistically, I'm uh, probably built like an extra. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Mandalorian's middle of the road. That'd be cool. So what project would you like? So, like, I'm um, sitting here thinking like. Somewhere in the Mandalorian or the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. That would be awesome. See, Just anywhere. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want like a huge role. But if I was going to be in a Star Wars project. It would be Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett. Obviously, Book of Boba Fett's done filming, uh, but maybe they'd do a season two. But yeah, if if I, I don't know, just like I don't know, just a guy, just a guy in Star Wars that Boba Fett comes to for some reason, and I'm like, hey, yeah, go here or here's that thing you were looking for. I ain't looking to be like. Well, obviously, <laughs> me being a Jedi is. <laughs> that's dicey but hey Star Wars you could put a guy in a wheelchair in a show here and there 
You know what I mean? You could you could make me the guy that Ahsoka uses the Jedi mind trick on. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm. I'm just looking for, like, just a like. I would like it to be something where like people are like, "Hey, that's Halls," but I don't want to be like, because a, uh, I'm not a theater guy. Like, Will's got a theater background. <laughs> Whatever. He knows how to do the dance and the sing. He's a double threat, William. Maybe even a triple threat. But you me, never. Know. I'm a zero threat. So just like. You know, stick threat me in level a scene. minimum. Threat <laughs> level midnight. Yeah, put just stick me in a scene, and um, I don't agree with that. By the way, with Boba Fett, and you're quite uh, the uh, what is it? The uh, the thespian. thespian. You put on a good show yourself. I don't know about all that, buddy. Um, you know, it'd be real fucking tight if I got shot by Boba Fett. That's what I'd really. Oh, like. that'd be cool. Yeah, take me out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I like this question. I do too. I'm imagining myself dying in you know, several different ways. I think you could be a good heroes. Jedi. I think you're too hard on yourself. Mm. You would, what would fucking tickle me to no end if you were like, um, like basically Dex 2.0. Well, that'd be cool. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Going into Will's. Eatery. Yep. Huh. I wouldn't be pulling my pants up. They'd already be up. Wouldn't be letting my space butt crack hang out in my restaurant. I'm still a little embarrassed about that website. Not, not in a bad Like Will said, I got the hot ears. Yeah. I never. That is the perfect way to describe it is the hot ears. Mm-hmm. I got the hot ears. You want to know something? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna narc on Jesse a little bit here. Yeah. So I knew something was coming, but I didn't have any idea what was coming because she came in from walking the dogs every, the other day, and she was like, "I'm just not good with surprises." And I was oh, like, no. "What do you mean you're not good with surprises?" And she was like, "Because there's something going on, I can't tell you about it, and it's just I, 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 I I'm not good with surprises." It's a little self-sabotage. Is she trying to throw you off the scent or something? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, I can't tell you. And then I had to be like, do you realize how rude this is, what you're doing right now? <laughs> now I'm all paranoid and shit. And she's like, no, I can't tell you. Never gave it, like never told me. Never told me. She may save her. She, your, I think she likes uh, fucking with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, she likes watching you squirm. Watching yeah. you think. Watching, yeah. you, watching it kick around in the old can. Sheesh. Sheesh. Anyways, guys, uh, I think that does it for us this week. Uh, thanks for recording with me, buddy. Oh, dude. Thanks and for uh, you know what makes it like, I thought this was a surprise she was cooking up and maybe there was one extra accomplice. The fact that so many people were in on this ship. <laughs> There's an army of accomplices. Sheesh. You guys are too nice to me. Anyways, guys, uh, we'll see you next week. I hope we just give us something to talk about. How about love, 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 shoo-ba-da-ba-doo. If you guys haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, if you enjoy our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. 
You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.com. And if you enjoy video games, you should check out the High Potion podcast, which I do with our buddy Steve, where we talk about video games. We got a... We recorded a batch this past Saturday, and there's an episode that I think is really funny coming up in like maybe two or three weeks. It's called Digital Cheeks. Mm. Keep, keep an eye out for the episode Digital Cheeks. I think it's pretty funny. Mm. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. But until then, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.